moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Good morning. How are you doing today, Josephine? I'm good, thank you. Good, good. Welcome to More Moss to the People, the podcast where we're having cool conversations with people who have opted out of the rat race, maybe choosing to slow down their life a little bit and realizing that um, doing life their way is much more important than following in the queue of what everybody else is doing. Now, I have known you for a while met you on LinkedIn. You sent me a connection a long time ago, now it feels, and and I have always thought that you're you're very impressive. And the reason I feel you're impressive is not because you're a beautiful gal, (laughs) but because you are very real. I love how you show up, uh, even on LinkedIn, which to me perfectly, I personally think is very dry, dry community, but you are giving it more life. And uh, that is very uh, it's alluring to me. And so that's how I got into your sphere to begin with. And you have a very interesting story, I think. And I would love for you first to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are, not necessarily only about what you do, but who you are as a human being. Go ahead. <laughs> thank you so much. And thank you for having me on your show. I'm super I'm just super proud that I get to be a guest on your show at all. I mean, this is just amazing. Mm-hmm. And Maybe a little bit about my story and wh- why I feel so privileged to be on your show is I used to be in corporate for over 20 years. I was one of the good girls who did what I thought everyone was doing and I got my master's degree and then I got into corporate and, you know, one thing just led to the other and it wasn't, I never really had any goal and I really hated the HR question where do you see yourself in five years time? Because I didn't even want to be there in the first place, right? So <laughs> I just, you know, I made something up always, right? But I climbed the corporate ladder and um, my last position was carved out, out for me. It was made for me. It was within one of Switzerland's largest banks and I was heading a team. And then I had started to play, you know, with a, with the thought of becoming an entrepreneur. And I even spoke to four, four and a half different <laughs> business potential business partners. 
with the first four and a half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was it a child? <laughs> so the first business was with two partners. We did have the passion, but we didn't have the guts. Oh, and we got stuck in this whole SWOT analysis. What should we do? What shouldn't we do? We didn't even dare to test the idea. Mm-hmm. The second business idea was also with two d- different business partners, two other women uh, within the financial services industry. There, we didn't have the guts either. And we didn't even have the passion. Neither one of us. Dead mm-hmm. from the beginning, right? <laughs> and the half idea, I spoke to uh, a fifth business partner and we couldn't really agree on what it was that we were doing. But I had this feeling, I want, I want to do something else. I feel that mm. I should do something else. And at the same time, I, I was kind of counting my days to my retirement, only 7,300 more days or whatever, only 20 <laughs> more years. And I was like, 20 years, oh my God. <laughs> exactly. And then I got my first wake-up call. And my father was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. And mm. my Google research mm. said that he would have three more months to live. And that was my wake-up call. I was like, what am I doing? I need to get out of here. I'm wasting my time. I'm wasting each and every one of those days. And so I quit. What year was this? This was 2019. Okay. I handed in my resignation in September 2019. Two weeks later, my father passed away. He didn't get those three months. He got six weeks. Okay. That's all he got. So I never told him that I had actually quit my job. And (laughs) I didn't dare to tell my mom either. Mm -hmm. So I was in my mid-40s and still had, I usually call them, you know, the the golden cage. You have all these different bars that hold you inside the the cage. And one of these bars was, what does my mom think? Mm. Or what does other people think? Mm -hmm. You know, you have been studying and you have been working in a a career, pursuing a career for for so long. And then you have to break out of that, right? You have to break out of that cage and get out on, I call it the bridge that will take you towards where you want to be. Mm. And the reason I feel so privileged to be in your podcast is because what helped me at the time to, because I I had no clue what I wanted to do. You know, I just handed in my resignation. I, I felt so lost at the same time, extremely giddy. And I was like, okay, so what, what can I do? What do I do? And I started to listen to podcasts, to inspiring stories. And I was thinking, Mm. if they can do it, I can do it. Oh my gosh, so right. And that's exactly, I mean, your story is, I'm I'm pretty, I have a pretty similar background too, but this is not about me. Today, we are talking about your beautiful story of courage, right? I mean, it's to, to show, to have courage first, like on the inside, like all these different places that you had to see all these different scenarios first in order to be like, no, 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 no. And I mean, I believe like the whole building blocks that we have in our lives that bring us to the point where we're like, I'm jumping, right? I'm taking this leap of faith. And I love, I love your, prim- I love your golden cage, the visual of the golden cage. Um, and I, I want to know more about that. So you you chose yourself. You chose yeah. yourself at that point. Tell me, like, what was that like for you? Because that took that took uh, some chutzpah to be able yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah, because what what someone might say, yeah, but you had been an executive within the corporate world. You probably have loads of money. Well, to the story belongs also that my husband had quit his job a year mm-hmm. earlier because he had he had uh, come to a position where he said, I can't do this any longer. I need to get out. So he had started his own company where we had put most of our savings into his company. Right. So I, but I just felt that if I don't get out now, 
I need, I, I, I will die in here. I, right. I have, I will yes. never, ever get out of here. And I know in hindsight, that might be, you know, a little bit kind of overreacting, but that was how I felt. Maybe, and maybe I, not. Maybe not. And I think mm -hmm. that everyone will, if you feel that something is wrong or you are in the wrong place, you will have your wake up call. The wake up call can be that, as in my case, that someone very close to you passes away that makes you realize that life is short, mm -hmm. that you are, um, that, that you're kicked out of the company, that mm -hmm. you're laid off, which happens a lot currently, right? right. That you have a burnout. Mm -hmm. That could be another one. Or that you yourself is seriously ill. That was actually another, my second wake-up call, uh, hmm. which I got later on. But it's all of these things are kind of like a little bit like a fork in the road. It pushes you in one completely different direction. Maybe not immediately, right? but, but sooner or later, right? Mm -hmm. Well, it's also uh, wake-up calls are different for each person, right? And, and uh, the stress, the stress that, I mean, the stress is a killer. There, I mean, there's, there is no joking around stress. And that's really one of the main reasons why I also even came up with more moss to the people was so that we can start to identify how we feel when we are in stress, when maybe we don't even recognize that we are in stress because we don't even understand what we're feeling. So you had a second wake up call. Let's talk about that. Yeah, so I had been uh, self-employed for a while and I had done different types of serving different types of clients. My coffee machine is <laughs> so big. <laughs> Girl, you want to go get a cup of coffee? Go get one. We'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it. but Okay, so let me go back. It's fine. Uh, it's, it's dead now. It's, it's, it's silent now. So anyways... <laughs> So I had, when I, when I quit my job, what I, my first thing was, I want, I don't want anyone to feel the same way I feel now. I don't want anyone to wake up in the mid forties feeling as if they have been pursuing the wrong career. And I was like, so I wanted to help people pursue their dreams. And mm -hmm. then I was like, but what if, what if they do pursue their dreams? What, what do I do then? Will I become, you know, liable for that? Will they sue <laughs> me for, for quitting their jobs? <laughs> I was like... I, coaching is probably a good thing, a good tool to have in my backpack. So that yeah. is how I came into coaching. And I started to coach these, um, I call them the lost, a little bit lost corporate women until a day when I had a, a big workshop and I was like, I sat there and I invited these women who were in the workshop with me to have a Q&A call with me. And I, you could see on my face, you could see on my whole energy that I didn't want to be there. I didn't, I didn't want to, sorry, but serve these people. I am mm. not the best person to serve these people because they need someone who's really patient, who can listen mm. to their story over and over and over again. And mm. I am not that person. No. That made me take a step back again in my business and where I said, okay, so I need to do something different, something that I want to do. And that led me to, to, my, to the business that I have today, to my business mentoring and, and coaching business where I help mm action takers, entrepreneurs to, to build a profitable business. And then in December last year, I, um, I had no symptoms, no nothing. And my mom came to visit us very short term because we had decided very short term that we were going to stay in Switzerland over, over Christmas. And um, I got symptoms that led me to, to the ER where they identified that I have a tumor a malignant tumor in my right kidney. 
And with the story of my father passing away within six weeks, that was what I thought was that, was that it? Sure. Am I now not going to see my kids grow up? Am I now going to be here? And I was like, damn it. You know, I already had my wake up call. I already. I wasn't looking for another one right now. (laughs) I'm not even that. What the, you know, sorry. (laughs) What is happening here? And then I realized that, yeah, I had been brave but not brave enough. Hmm. I was still scared. I was still scared of, you know, showing up on on social media. You mentioned me being kind of out there on LinkedIn, being very Hmm. authentic. And I've always been authentic, but but to really show up, Hmm. Hmm. that was kind of like, that is what I need to do. I really need to show up. I just can't show up every, you know, two weeks. Hmm. So that was what what my second second wake-up call told me to. And also to not be afraid of anything that won't kill you. I, I mm. mean, I don't climb the Mount Everest. I, I don't need to be afraid of falling off a cliff or something. Right. The thing I do is I help other business owners, right? So, so what are you afraid of? What, what is the worst thing that can happen? Mm. And for me, it was that someone might write something mean. Negative, right, right. That's Somebody being mean or ghosting you or bad-mouthing you in public or saying that you're wrong or... Exactly. Yeah. That's the worst thing that could happen to me. So that was, so it's more about, okay, so what do I want? Well, I want a lifestyle. I want a lifestyle business. I want Mm -hmm. to collect experiences, Mm -hmm. memories. That is what I want, right? It has nothing to do about, you know, um, going to a work where you, where you wake up every morning with a bad stomach feeling or, or as in my case, afraid of starting the laptop in the morning, mm-hmm. whatever emails you had back in my corporate days, right? This is right. not when I'm, I'm a business owner. This was back in my corporate days. Life is way too short to mm-hmm. do that. Create a lifestyle, a life where you, where you feel comfortable that you want to live. Well, I mean, if we don't, who is it? I mean, really, who are we doing it for? If, if we are not true to ourselves, and that is um, something I find so admirable, people who aren't embarrassed or ashamed to, to put themselves out there. Because what I, I mean, me as a 55-year-old woman, I am so happy when somebody shows up and just says, this is who I am, because I grew up in a way that, um, no, I'm not, I'm not enough as I am. So I'm always going to make it about you. If, like, if I say that you're doing great, you're do- then there's no attention on me, which was very comfortable for me. So for your sake, then when you finally decided, I got to ask you, your, your sense of humor is terrific and you're usually pretty self-deprecating, which do you do that intentionally so that it's almost like a, a protective mechanism so that other people like if you say, okay, I just made a mistake because you, you out yourself all the time. And I laugh, I sit and I'm like, that's a knee slapper when I'm listening, like reading what you're putting on LinkedIn. So <clears throat> I think that it's, it's good because it's like, you're almost like hedging your bets. It's like you're putting, you put yourself out there so nobody else can do it. Like nobody else can be like, Josephine, she didn't do that right. She made a mistake. She made a mistake on her email. Like who cares? Right. <laughs> what you talked about, like when you worked at the bank, right. I mean, how you were, if you made a mistake, it was bad. It was bad if yeah. you made a mistake. That pressure, that stress that you were under. Ugh. Exactly. Um, probably, but it, and and there is little thing that I'm still struggling with. Always being politically correct. I probably <laughs> always overthink. Mm. Not every post that I do, but many posts. And it's like, 
if I write men and women, yeah, but then you have all the other LBT What about whatever, right? And is that then wrong? Will I then offend someone? And then at the same time, you can't be friends with everyone. You won't be friends with everyone. One of my connections on LinkedIn, he wrote to me yesterday and said, thank you, Josephine, so much for commenting on my post because he felt as if he had been kind of like put out in the cold because he had written a comment on someone else's post and there was a shitstorm uh-huh. kind of attacking him on oh. that, right? And and I said, well, you know, you can't yeah. be friends with everyone. And you, yeah. we know that. Yeah, we know that. right. And Intrinsically, we know that. Back, right? Right. And I have had haters... Um, I've had haters in particular on Instagram and I've had haters on, on Facebook ads that I ran and it, it first it hurts and first you want to, I wanted to react and respond right. and, you know, kind of defend myself. <laughs> and then I was like, why? Because it's not about me. It's about them. Right. right. Yeah. So, so just delete, forget, and then yep. put them in the cupboard of don't waste any energy because some people are then like, yeah, but then they need help to understand. And I was no. Like, no, no, no. Other people no. can deal with them. Yeah. That's not my job. It, no. Exactly. It's not my job. No. Yeah. And I think that's also, um, it's very, uh, astute of anybody that has the ability to, kind of put this in a compartment of, well, that's a shame that they feel that way. Okay. And then put it over there and then you move on. Because I think that also when you dare to put yourself out in the world, um, there's going to be people. And I, I also believe it's a test in some way that these haters or people who have to give their own opinions on your opinion, which is, you know, that's, if it's the forum, if you put yourself out for that kind of, uh, kind of forum, but if we don't dare to do something that we believe in or that we stand up for ourselves and for others, whatever, then what's, what's the point? So leaders always are going to have the shit. There's always going to be people that are saying bad things because ultimately it's like, if I'm doing it, at least I'm out here doing it. At least I'm putting myself out here. I'm daring to do what it is that I believe in. And I absolutely believe that you are one of those people. And that's, that's important because there's a lot of eyes on you. You have it, it becomes an important role. Also, it's a responsibility and um, to have the courage and to show up as yourself. That takes immense courage, even if you are politically correct. I mean, at some point, you're right. I mean, there's always going to be people that are offended, always. And that's we can't worry about everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because we'll never and leave our house. Maybe we wouldn't do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> but also, not to forget, because it's like <clears throat> I've seen some statistics somewhere that it was like 95% of everyone on, for example, LinkedIn are just observers. They mm-hmm. never like. Looky they never, lose. Exactly. They never like, they never comment, they never show themselves. Now, I was one of them. You know, when mm-hmm. I quit my job in 2019, I didn't have a profile picture on LinkedIn. <laughs> I probably had like, 20 connections because I only accepted those that I really have met in real life yeah, before. Yeah. Um, my Instagram profile was extremely private. I had one picture of my kids, one picture of when I crashed our car. That was it, <laughs> right? And for the insurance, for insurance purposes. <laughs> exactly, for the insurance people. No, but it was private. They would have had to request. And I think it's important to realize there that it's just social media but social media is also real right so if someone would walk up to you on a cocktail party and say hi Osa, my name is josephine it's so lovely to connect with you you wouldn't just turn around and continue drink sipping your wine would you you would actually say oh hi nice to meet you too exactly to use it as that platform 
Hmm. And if if you are afraid of kind of posting or maybe the trolls will come and get me. When I did my first, I started with Instagram because it felt a little bit safer. Mm-hmm. And um, I posted at four o'clock in the afternoon. I can still remember that post. It was a quote. And I was super nervous about all these people that would come and, you know, comment. And no one <laughs> gave a shit, right? <laughs> Nobody cares about us as much as we care about us. <laughs> exactly. So, so if you do your first post, maybe not choose four o'clock on a Friday evening, but do do some other time where you have time to actually process the whole of these exciting feelings and then give it time. It will become easier and easier. And yes, I do. I think it's really important to say it's not only about, you know, no one independently of what they say no one makes six or seven or eight figures overnight no well everyone has to start from scratch yeah and also when we're looking at those people that are already at that level we we forget how many years and how much work it took to get to that point and that's also an interesting conversation i think because uh you know people see what they want to see um but in closing, I'm going to just <laughs> say something that I, I made a promise to you when I when we were talking about you being on this this fantastic podcast, and I said to you, I have um, this is what I can offer you. I have I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I have no viewers, and I can give you nothing in return. Are you sure you want to be a part of this? And you're like, yes. I'm like, yes. This is going to be great. <laughs> No pressure here. I love it. You know, this showing up without a mask on, being 100% true to ourselves and getting out of queue and living our highest and best life for ourselves first. Because if we do not take care of ourselves and put our oxygen mask on first, we cannot help and guide and love those around us. Um, I really see that you're doing you're doing this life really well, in my opinion. And that's also why I wanted to share you with whomever, whomever is so, so lucky to see this. But do you have any last minute things that you would like to say about your life or your business or how we can support you the most right now? Uh, I probably do. But before we do that, I was actually declined to be on a podcast and I had, she, she requested guests. So I pitched myself and she, she and then she came back with a i had to reply to more questions which we did so i took a lot of time to reply to these questions and then she declined me with the words that you are not a an astronaut like the astronaut that i had a couple of weeks ago she couldn't even remember his name and <laughs> you're also not a deep diver as in there she could remember the name of the deep diver and i was like you know not everyone is an astronaut or a deep diver and i think it's like authentic stories Yes. Are Love probably a little that. bit more that we can relate to. So I yes. really think that this podcast that you are setting up now and mm-hmm. everyone starts from scratch. Sure. And I feel so privileged that I get to be mm-hmm. one of your guests. And I Thank know you. that this is going to be really, it's going to blow up and it's going mm-hmm. to be amazing. Thanks. And I really look forward to follow your journey. And to, I mean, we are connected. That's, yes. that's just the way it is. Yes. Right? So we yes. grow together and, and we yes, support we each other. Absolutely. And that is what we're doing. And if that, anyone would like to connect with me, they, it's easier to, easiest to find me on LinkedIn under Josephine Warner. I think that okay. is the easiest part. And we're also going to post all of your social media handles and channels and all that stuff on the uh, show notes, which I've never done that before either. So we should be seeing how that's going to work out. But we'll make sure that we get people to be in contact with you 
but you are a coach. You offer courses. Is that right? Yeah. Pro- yeah. yeah. Programs. Program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they can go out to your website and go see what kinds of things that you have to offer. And uh, I really appreciate I will I will speak on my own behalf. I am thankful to know you and I'm thankful for you sharing your story. And we can all get better by sharing our stories, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'll see you on the flip side. And I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Osa. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kamel Asli for his help with the production of this podcast. Without him, this would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me let me say a little something about my friend Gregory Paul Donaldson. May he rest in peace who would always leave me with this quote. He would say, in the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well, and then pass it on. Peace and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.